0: so yeah like every wide receiver in this class yeah they could be really good they could also suck (laughs) that that that's that's a great way to sum up chris Olave right there
1: salutations and welcome to the trash turtle fantasy podcast now whether you've tuned in from spotify itunes maybe a tin can on a string, or maybe that guy on the bus here across from you is broadcasting us over his speakerphone. We just want to thank you today for tuning in. How have you been? Much better.
0: We're a little bit... Much better?
1: Yeah, we're, we're a little bit moved in. Uh... We actually just had beach day, and my daughter went crazy jumping in the ocean and stuff like that. She was thrilled; she screamed at the top of her lungs. It was awesome. Loved it.
0: Yeah, you you look more moved in. I love the posters. If you haven't seen the posters, I think you posted them on Twitter, right? Yeah, I did yep the posters look great i
1: love them um yeah thanks to left turn for uh putting together that uh, thing every season uh every time the bills play somebody they have a local artist produce a print and then they sell a limited edition of those prints i have like what 16 of them (laughs) and i (laughs) i just got them all framed and put them on my wall i love them i think they're cool but thank thank you thank you for that how have you been
0: i've been good uh i've been busy uh we're, we're you know full into sort of draft season oh, you know yeah. we're only a few days away um i i celebrated my birthday recently that was pretty exciting oh hey happy birthday old. yeah um having I'm, I'm I'm having a celebratory drink right now it, a, a lot of elijah craig small batch. oh wow yeah <laughs> nice um and uh you know just uh getting excited you know we're, we're in that time of the year man like it's it's getting closer and closer you see those inactive twitter accounts coming back like the guys <laughs> you haven't seen maybe they took some time off post super bowl and everyone's getting back into it you know the we started seeing accounts in the discord kind of oh, yeah. you know start leaking in guys you haven't seen in a while i mean it's exciting you know guys are gonna start getting hyped back up you know best ball is about to go into full swing i'm really excited best ball mania three i'm gonna really be into that a lot this year um i mean it, we're in full swing it, it's exciting times man
1: so uh about that too so i'm about to join you on that venture and the reason being is that i can no longer be a gambling degenerate because i no longer live in a progressive state that allows sports gambling
0: Uh, so i have that is rough i have
1: to take myself back down to the rung of the the dfs and the best balling so i'm i'm right there with you now i'm right back there with you so
0: yeah i i can't wait i mean i i know i want to host you know maybe a few um Best ball redraft leagues uh, this year in the Discord. I'll probably post about them on Twitter as well. I'm excited. I'm a freaking best ball degenerate at this point. That's for sure. <laughs> you even joined a
1: best ball dynasty league, which I'm super impressed don't I'm even exist
0: I'm in, two. <laughs> in we, two. We're drafting. We're we're starting the draft Sunday at 9 a.m. for for one of them. I mean, yeah. of course
1: you're in two. Oh my gosh, <laughs> of course. Yeah
0: i am pumped it's that time of the year i mean it, it's exciting it's the best time of the year that's for sure but do you want to do you want to get into it here um so, I mean, today we just really want to kind of chat about the draft, talk about some of the sort of prospects in the metrics that I talked about last yeah. week that I felt were important to me. That was a great episode. I had a lot of fun talking about that because it, it made me evaluate myself. It made me really kind of sit there and go, what's, what's important to me? And uh, it really it made some guys pop out a little bit better when I went to look at them this week for this episode. So I'm excited. You've seen my my ranks, mm-hmm. my rough draft of the ranks. I'm looking
1: at, I'm um, looking at them right now. I'm not going to release them, but I'm looking at them right now. And I have to say, I kind of disagree on them, some of them. A lot I, of them I, I like well, though.
0: T- tell me tell me the one that you think is the most shocking, and who they are, and where I ranked them
1: um I am surprised that you have Sky above Alave. Mm-hmm,
0: um
1: yeah. I am surprised that you have um Jameson Williams let, let, oh sorry what
0: let let, let's let's focus on Sky first that's okay. a great one to start with because it's actually the first one on my sheet um so yes I am higher than Sky more than almost anybody um I feel at times I think I've told you that I I would value him in my mind as potentially as high as the fifth best player in this class as high as that i would never take him 105 i don't think but i think he he could be about the fifth best player in this class for various reasons um and i wrote i wrote a few quick talking points down particularly he had the third highest season yards per team pass attempt in the entire class now, I know an immediate response is there is like, hey, he played at Western Michigan, man. Okay, he wasn't playing the cream of the crop of these guys down in the SEC. And you know what? You're right. But thankfully, we can actually adjust for that a little bit and we can look at how he compared to the other wide receivers in his conference. And if, when you look and you compare and you say, okay, what was his yards per team pass attempt compared to the others in his conference? He still pops out. He's still better than all of them, too. So not only it wasn't just, oh, they're just bad corners, they're bad defenses, whatever, yada, yada, yada. No, Sky was doing better against them than any of the other wide receivers in his conference, which you would say, hey, maybe they're not good either. But Sky did enough to stand out from them all. And this is my next point he stood out so much that he will be an early declare group of five wide receiver Mm -hmm. yes he didn't play in the sec he didn't play in the big 12 but he still stood out so much as a g5 wide receiver that the nfl is going we're probably going to take that guy in the first two rounds um you know what i'm saying a
1: couple of notable things about him first and foremost i'm looking at um the Athletics, uh, Dane Brugler, and he wrote this. um This scouting guy called the Beast. He's got him. He's got Skymore seventh overall. <clears throat> Additionally, wow, yeah, uh,
0: that's awesome. <laughs> well, I, I'm
1: sorry, seventh overall wide receiver. That's
0: that's still good. Yeah, no, th- that's,
1: fine. that's that's what I meant. Sorry, uh, but he does seem to have the biggest hands in this wide receiver <laughs> draft class at ten and a quarter, which is enormous. That's that's nuts. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, so I think, you know, I think it seems to be like there's, there's some of the, you know, more prominent guys, the, the guys that are more interesting to look at, like the established, the run guys, the athletic guys, um, they seem to kind of share your same sentiment, maybe not quite to the same extent, but it seems as though they're also picking up on a lot of the cues that you are seeing there. So, I mean, can't argue with that, right? Yeah. Um.
0: I think another, another just, I have two more quick points. Mm-hmm. Uh, year one out of high school, so this is experience adjusted, not age adjusted. Remember, we're trying to move away from that as we've talked about. Uh, year one out of high school, he got 25% of his team's targets, which is very good. That's very impressive. I, I don't remember exactly where I had that in the class. It's like sixth, but when you account for like Dijarn Johnson or whatever his name is out of like nickels or something he's gonna end up being fifth because that guy's not even gonna get drafted um but i love david bell for a long time because his year one and two were really impressive from a market share perspective but sky really he, he kind of kept up with that and he's gonna have better draft capital than david bell and then finally yeah his market share numbers his best market share numbers because remember i i've posted a few things that other people have done um about using the best the peak a little bit more than using the early numbers and his best market share numbers are sixth in the class right now so there's definitely some some exciting points about sky um you know, he, he's following a similar path. This is an extreme, you know, comp here. I've seen a lot of people joke about this, but he's following a similar path that we saw to another G5 wide receiver out of old Fresno State named Devontae Adams, <laughs> who was also a G5 wide receiver who early declared and got draft capital. So, um, although I think he was a third rounder, but Sky is getting second, probably second round draft capital. So yeah, and I'm glad you said that. You made a great point there. That that that's interesting. That some of these guys that are really plugged in like him.
1: Hmm. Hmm. Um, yeah. And in fact, just kind of taking a look, uh, there, I see a lot of uh some of the guys that uh you know. You look at some of the the bigger named uh pub- publishers or whatnot. They kind of all follow the same thing. And you kind of see that echoed in like sleeper ADP right now. Um, but you see kind of a little bit of a shakeup here in some of the, like I just got done listening to the latest uh, established the Run where they did a um, a mock draft. It was mainly centered around Evan Silva's. Um, and they were, you know, really high on, um, well, they're really high in Jameson Williams. I know you're not as high on him. But um, they were really high on, like, Garrett Wilson, Drake London. I think they had Drake London going above Garrett Wilson and Jameson Williams in a lot of uh, cases. Um, and so, yeah, I think that same notion is, is kind of being brought to the forefront again there, too. So,
0: I, I, I like that. Uh, yeah, I, I have – I think in the NFL draft, the actual NFL draft – Garrett Wilson, Drake London, they're going to be almost interchangeable as in I don't know who's going to go first, who's going to go second. I do honestly think that there's a real chance that one of them gets picked by the Jets uh, at four not i'm just i'm just leaving that open but i do think that there's a real chance that that happens is it likely add i don't know about that but i do think that it's in the realm of possibilities that one of them goes to the jets at four and and if they don't go at four one of them will go to the jets at 10 that i'm confident that one of those picks will be garrett wilson or drake london um at one of those picks um and i wouldn't i wouldn't even be entirely surprised if maybe atlanta also considered i i saw a lot of stuff about Atlanta considering drake london um pretty pretty highly um his numbers were incredibly impressive uh i'm gonna this is like straight out of DF Bean Counter's mouth but uh he he pointed out i think it was on twitter or maybe in discord i don't want to leak anything but it's i mean you can figure it out but um Drake London hit a 30% market share threshold despite the fact that he broke, like, broke his ankle and missed, like, six games. So he still had 30% of his team's yards despite the fact that he didn't play, like, six games. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> That's nuts. Which is
0: one of the most absurd things I've ever heard. You know, um, actually,
1: so what's funny is I remember we you and I had talked about... Um, we talked about Drake London really early in the season, in the you know this past uh, months ago, and you're, and yeah. you're like, "Look we did, at this we did guy!" A I can't believe. I, oh, sorry, I can't believe We've, this guy. No, no,
0: we did a mid-season like quick Dynasty class review. I remember. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I I, I killed your killed your vibe. Oh no, no, it's fine. <laughs>
1: no, I just think it's funny because it's like you were all in on this guy already you're like this is the guy i'm going to watch and then sure you know sure as heck you know it's it's here it's and it you're looking at the projected draft capital now obviously we're sitting here tuesday night 2 days before the actual draft so like who knows you know it may be completely different because some of these gms and coaches think they know what they need but they you know are probably wrong <laughs> um uh looking at you Houston most of the time.
0: <laughs> yep.
1: Um but you know I think I think you're right. I, I am making the claim that I think Atlanta is going to take Drake London. I really do. They're either going to take Drake London or they're going to take Garrett Wilson. They're going to take whichever of those is I think they're going to take Drake London if he's there. And if Drake London, Drake London was already taken by like the Jets or something like that, I think they'll take Garrett Wilson. I do not think that they are going to take a QB in the first i don't think they will
0: i i don't think so either i i i I don't think that that's a, a likely scenario in my mind i will throw out because i know jameson williams your boy i'm not low on him all right most places have him like wide receiver four and i have him wide receiver five all right i i think he has an incredible amount of upside um he play. He profiles as an outside guy, from what I've seen. A lot of people expect him to be an outside guy, which are pretty valuable in the NFL. Um, this class does not have a lot of that, right? A lot of these guys look like slot guys, mm-hmm. um, which are valuable too. But one of the, one of the compelling points about Jamison Williams is is that he tore his ACL not that long ago. He's probably going to miss camp, and he's probably going to miss playing time. Yet his draft capital is going to be fantastic. So if the NFL's not worried about those things, I'm not going to be worried about those things. And I'm going to throw out there his late breakout was very not traditional. It's not oh I was, you know, you know, I I'm I was stuck behind these bad guys, you know, I was stuck behind um, you know, random nobody wide receiver who got drafted in the 5th round. No, no. He was he's he was stuck behind two first round picks, and then he went to Alabama, which, by the way, Alabama took him. Right? They they saw the potential, right, and they immediately took him and you know showed what he could do. Um, I just think that we were in a unique situation at, a, uh, Ohio state the, in which he just happened to be stuck behind some of really, really phenomenal wide receivers. Um, and that's a rarity. I really do think it's not like, it's not like a few years ago when it was like Alabama and Henry Ruggs and everyone was like, Oh, he's stuck behind so many good wide receivers. It's like, well, some of those guys weren't that good. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out he wasn't either. Um, Yeah. So, so I'm giving him credit. It, it's a non-traditional late breakout. So I'm, I'm being cautious. I still like him. He's just, I'm just like one spot lower than consensus.
1: I, I think some people will probably want to shy away a little bit just because they probably want to see. Because everyone's just going to be like, who's the next Jamar Chase? I want that. Please give me that. Right. You know, <laughs> you know like give me that immediate, like amazing production right out the gate. Um. I don't think I see another Jamar Chase here this year. So, No. Um, Let's talk about something that – this is the elephant in the room looking at your list Mm -hmm. between me and what I've been seeing everywhere else. Let's talk about your number two wide receiver, Pickens, because I kind of have a problem with that.
0: Yeah, so I'm wildly high on George Pickens. I I think George Pickens – has the the highest upside of any player in this entire draft whether that's quarterback maybe not Brees hall Brees hall may have a higher upside but definitely of quarterbacks of wide receivers and tight ends i think george pickens has the highest upside and that's nothing against drake london i would still take drake london first 100 percent of the time he's so much safer but george pickens showed things in his one full healthy year at the age of 18 years old, you know, first year out of high school, that we have not seen (laughs) a wide receiver do in a a while. Uh, Other than, and I'm going to throw this person out there, if I'm looking at the SEC and I'm saying, hey, show me a wide receiver that recently put up top 10 receiving yards per team pass attempt in their first year in the SEC, we're looking at Jalen Waddle right there. And that's what George Pickens did in his first year. In 2019, in year one, George Pickens put up 1.75 receiving yards per team pass attempt, which is good for the 10th highest year one receiving yards per team pass attempt in the SEC in the past 20 years. That is pretty impressive. I'm just throwing that out there. That is very impressive. And he did that as a freshman with two i i want to say at the time i don't know if that was the year mico hardman left or the year of senior year of mico hardman but either way and then at that same freshman year he demanded 23 percent of the targets which is good for the 13th highest freshman receiving uh market share of any freshman wide receiver in the sec and these are some names that you know are near these numbers Odell Beckham Jr., Alshon Jeffrey, Jalen Waddell. Uh, I'm going to skip these two because they're from like 2002. So I doubt anybody knows who they are. (laughs) Um, Calvin Ridley, Kayshawn Booty, who's probably a top three wide receiver in next year's draft name to look out for. But those are just some names that kind of are near these numbers, right? Like, this is impressive. Like, (laughs) I'm just saying, these numbers are impressive to me. he did that at such a young age then he like tears his acl he kind of played a tiny bit but he and he quickly did that recovery he played like at the end of the year if i recall correctly um and he's still gonna get high draft capital just like jameson williams right these two guys they get hurt and then we're like oh i wonder if they're gonna be okay and then the nfl goes you know what we don't care we like the upside of these guys we're gonna take them in the first two rounds
1: the only problem with him is that he has smaller hands.
0: <laughs> His small hands.
1: He has smaller hands. He, I mean, eight and three quarters is still respectable, but it is the smallest out of every everybody outside of the seventh round, or the projected seventh yeah. round here.
0: So. What I'd say also as well, funny enough, um, uh, what was it? Oh, well, there was some, Oh, have you watched him? Have you seen the videos of him?
1: I, before? you know, okay, so you know what? I'll give you that. I have admittedly watched zero film on Pickens.
0: No, no, that, that's okay. I'm going to tell you and anyone listening, go watch George Pickens play and go watch the stuff he does on the field. You will not see a wide receiver that picks more fights and does more stuff he shouldn't do than George Pickens. That guy is crazy. He straight up is punching people, decking them, just throwing them to the ground. Like I think he poured water on another team at one point. Like this guy's crazy. I love these kind of guys. They're crazy. They're they're out there. They 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 kind of like they're just different right the antonio browns the Kadarius tonys of the world i mean i'm not saying this is a good reason to draft him just go watch the videos they're very funny um yeah <laughs> just they're just funny you, you got to check them out if you've never done it okay I'll um, i'll
1: go look at that later absolutely
0: I liked that you said about Jamison Williams that you said you kind of said that if there was like a a Jamar Chase person, it would probably be like him. There really isn't. But I did like that because Jamar Chase was kind of used like Jamison Williams last year in the sense that he was this deep ball guy who was sustaining off these 60 yard bombs. Jamison Williams led the entire class in yards per target with 13.1. So there's a lot to like there. Mm -hmm. Um you know, I we could continue talking about all these wide receivers. There's other positions to sort of talk about. No, there's I don't not. want to take up too Don't don't <laughs> yeah, lie to me. Yeah. <laughs> but I know that you have been doing a little bit of work on those other positions. I know that, you know, we both are, you know, looking at the mocks constantly. I thought this would be a really fun thing to do to kind of end the episode. I am on PFF's website. I am going to have it do an entire mock, right? I'm going to have it do an entire mock, and I'm going to tell you how it went, okay? Okay. And we're going to react and how we think, what we think the fantasy implications of that mock are. Okay, that okay? sounds
1: good. We'll just skip over the vast majority of the defensive positions then, I'm guessing? Yes, yes. Okay.
0: Okay. So... I'm gonna start the draft and I'm gonna generate all the way to the first round. Okay. Okay. Loading. Pressing start. Boom! 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 It's going. It's about halfway done. And once the first round's done, okay. So <laughs> you're gonna hate the first pick. I already know. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna tell you the top five picks, and then we'll then we'll probably focus on the fantasy relevant positions. Okay. Trayvon Walker, one. <laughs> you no, know, I, I have
1: Trayvon Walker going number one.
0: Okay, okay. Uh Hutch two. Yep. Uh uh Kayvon three. Okay. Uh Sauce four. Okay.
1: That's a weird one. Derek
0: Singly five. Singly five.
1: Okay, so um Singly? Yeah. Okay.
0: The the LSU corner. And so just focusing on fantasy relevant now. Number six. Uh, I don't know how to say his name, but he's the tackle Equonu. Uh, I- oh, Equonu? Yep, to the Panthers.
1: I mean, Carolina Panthers would be so lucky to have him fall six. I don't think he will. I honestly think that probably either Houston or the Jets are going to take him. Um, I could see the
0: Giants as well.
1: He's arguably the top offensive lineman to be on the board this year. Uh, but,
0: but you love it for CMC, though.
1: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, also, <laughs> DJ Moore. Um, yep. So, yeah, uh, DJ Moore is talk about, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, tragedy right there. One of the most elite talents to go into, you know, getting nothing for it. But, yeah, both of them would love that. What, what you got, okay. Seven?
0: So, Mike's going to hate this box so much. This was just auto-generated by PFF. So, obviously, they took Stingley Jr., the cornerback, yep. at five, and then they take Kyle Hamilton, the safety <laughs> at seven. <laughs>
1: I mean, I don't... So, no. honestly, he would actually be a good fit there, but, um, I mean, not as they took.
0: <laughs> no. I, I I don't mind like the double defense, like if you're like this is gonna be our identity, but you just brought in an offensive minded head coach. Like you need to get that offense yeah. rolling. That should be their identity going yeah, forward. They need to
1: they, they have to take offensive line in either their their fifth or their seventh pick.
0: Okay. Uh continuing with offensive minded positions, at pick eight, the Atlanta Falcons take Evan Neal. Oh. I don't mind that. Uh, they don't really have a, a quarterback or a running back that I care about too much right now, but I like it from Mariota, who I do like.
1: Yep. Uh, the only problem is, is that they arguably have the worst wide receiver core in the NFL right now, and they pretty much yeah. have to take a wide receiver here.
0: Yeah, I don't mind that either. Uh, we continue. Pick nine to Seattle. Charles Cross.
1: That's an interesting one. I like it. Um,
0: yeah i don't i don't hate that if you don't believe in the quarterbacks this class that seems like a decent move for seattle unfortunately at pick 10 this mock draft making a liar out of us because they go sauce gardener at four and then pick 10 the jets go another corner which is just not gonna happen nope. but this is just auto generated but trent mcduffie uh uh yeah i forgot we're good corner just offensive.
1: yeah no way that they go corner corner
0: uh, Washington at pick 11, Jameson Williams. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I remember right, Wentz had some decent deep, deep ball accuracy. Everything else was terrible, but deep ball accuracy. Maybe he can make something out of that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I mean, that, that would be okay. I mean, especially since they're probably not going to get any use out of, um, JMO right out the gate.
0: No. Yeah, that's true. Then he really would be a, definitely a bridge quarterback at that point uh so we have some defensive we jump to 15 where the eagles take chris olave now we didn't talk about chris olave i'm not a huge fan um i know i i emphasized last week how important it was to get better every year chris olave actually got worse Mm -hmm. in a few of the metrics that we care about um so i i don't really like chris olave that much um Andy's just, in, in, you know, not an early declare.
1: Um, what was that? Th- so I kind of feel like Chris Olave is like, what? What did you say earlier in the pre-show? What was the thing you said?
0: Oh yeah, I mean, this is the thing. This is the thing about Chris Olave, and this is this is true for a lot of the wide receivers in this class, right? A lot of them have you know good signs, and you say, oh yeah, that guy could be good. But they could also suck, right? Like every wide receiver in this class has at least like one or two red flags for the most part. Um, Chris Olave kind of has like a handful of them. Yeah. (laughs) Um. So yeah, like every wide receiver in this class, yeah, they could be really good. They could also suck. Um, That that that's that's a great way to sum up Chris Olave right there um at 16 to the saints malik willis yep i love that i've i've heard it and i i just never really believed it not gonna lie but uh, i i everyone kind of says it they they could see uh, the saints grabbing malik willis um very interesting we continue down to 18 so the eagles picked chris olave at 15 and take his teammate garrett wilson oh my god (laughs) also won't happen but garrett wilson at pick 18 to the eagles it'll be interesting that would be uh, i mean no excuses for jalen hurts at that point exactly uh we continue down Ah, i like this pick some other people won't like this pick but you won't like this pick The Patriots at pick 21 pick my wide receiver one, Drake London.
1: I don't think that he's going to actually fall that far.
0: I don't think so either. I think he goes earlier than that. Uh,
1: But that would actually be, you know, if you want to, if we want to look at it empirically, like that would actually be a very good pick for them, Um, even though they've, even though they've grabbed uh, Devontae Parker. Right, it is Devontae Parker they picked, right? Um, Yeah, yeah. I think that he needs someone – I mean, they don't have really anybody else. Maybe Kendrick Bourne, right? But, like, that would be a good, you know, second to to Devontae Parker. So, I like that.
0: Actually, the one is Jacoby Myers. Thank you very much. Oh,
1: yeah. Okay.
0: Devonte Parker can be the three. Uh so we have a bunch of uh tackles and guards going in the next few picks. I'm gonna rapid fire them. Uh Caroline uh sorry Cardinals uh guard, Zion Johnson. Mm-hmm.
1: That's a good.
0: Uh, Cowboys center, Tyler Linenbaum. Bill's tackle, Trevor Penning. Mm-hmm. Titans tackle Tyler Smith. So we we had a bunch of tackles and guards there for the uh uh cardinals cowboys bills and titans
1: okay so so those are some interesting things so um cowboys definitely need some o-line right um bills uh could use a little bit more um o-line backhand
0: i would have gone d-line there or or an edge i would have gone uh maybe like arnold uh that guy out of penn state arnold ebben kenty or whatever wait for who uh for the Bills over an offensive line. No, to they honest, I would have got Edge. They
1: picked up two they used their first round and second round picks on Edge last year. And they just picked up um
0: Yeah, but I don't think anyone's oh but you know what? You guys did get Von Miller. Uh, Vaughn Miller. Yeah. So we don't yeah, we don't okay. need edge. Maybe maybe not. We
1: need what we need is we need we need guard. Really. Uh and corner. Uh yeah, corner, absolutely. I'm actually I know that it won't happen, but I really hope Stingley <laughs> false you, you never will <laughs> but I realize, I, you,
0: you need a you need a uh, laramie tonsil event first i, to fall I to know you. right i know <laughs> um
1: but all things considered i think that's probably the best use case i mean some people are saying like and he'll never go in the first round. But some people were saying that we should take Brees Hall. And I, everybody, like the whole fantasy community seems to be salivating over the over the idea of the Bills drafting Brees Hall in the first. But they never will. Brandon B. will never no. do that.
0: Nope. I, I think in the second it's definitely possible, or maybe to Miami in the second. But let's continue here. I do like I I'm a I'm a big by Tannehill guy right now, so I do like the offensive line help. Um, so I like that. I don't know the offensive line situation with the Cardinals right now, so I don't have a strong opinion on that. Let's continue down. Hold,
1: hold on, I. I do have one thing to say about the Titans. So uh, one thing of note uh, that um, Evan Silva and company from established Learn was saying is they wouldn't be surprised if Kenny Pickett went to the Titans at 26.
0: Man, that is no faith in Ryan Tannehill. As a as a current by Tannehill person, I dislike that. But I do say well, you said- that Ryan Tannehill... What? No, well, that, that, that? that's what I
1: was saying. Like, It's as, as an interesting counterpoint. You're like, I'm here to buy Tannehill because I believe in Tannehill. And they're like, well, these other <laughs> guys that you agreed with earlier are saying the opposite thing. Yeah. So kind of interesting counterpoint there.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I Listen, Evan Silva, he's out there with his hands in the dirt, mowing his yard, getting dirty. <laughs> all right. He's a down on the dirt guy. All right. I don't know if he's grinding the mocks like I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um Casey takes guard, that that's definitely probably right guard. Um we go Kenyon Green at pick twenty nine. Uh just a quick synopsis on that. We we have Joe Thune at left guard, Orlando Brown at left tackle, center, Creed Humphrey. So like the left the middle left side of the line is absolutely fantastic. It's phenomenal in fact. Orlando Brown's a little disappointing, he's not maybe as good as we expected, but he's still pretty good, right? Even if he could jump just replicate Eric Fisher being an above average left tackle. You're pretty happy with that. Joe Thune's been fantastic. And uh, Creed Humphrey has been one of the best center picks, uh, arguably one of the best picks in the entire you know non-first round last year in the NFL. Um, so we're, what we're really missing is, is right guard right now. So assuming that Kenyon Green can play right guard out of Texas A&M, that'd be great. Uh, and then finally, <laughs> this is another this draft—the one we generated—absolutely horrendous. the The final uh, fantasy relevant player in the first round is Trelon Burks, pick thirty one to the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: actually, so let's let's get into that for a moment. Um, I don't hate that actually because I think that you're seeing a little bit of disappointing. Uh, production out of Tyler Boyd and maybe Traylon Burks might be a good replacement for him.
0: Maybe, maybe they traded him early in the draft, right? Maybe maybe someone who missed on a wide receiver is like, okay, we're going to give you a fifth round pick for Tyler Boyd. I don't know. Yeah? That, that would be crazy. Uh, we got a little bit of time uh, here. So give me... I'm going to generate just like 10 more real fast so then you can give me your take on them, okay? Okay. Okay, because there's still a few more guys I wanted to get a quick take on. Pick 34 in the second round. Desmond Rider to the Lions.
1: Um, I love it because I love Desmond Ritter. That's just me. I, oh, Ritter. Ritter, sorry. Yeah. Um, I just... It's, there's a part of me that just has a, um my heart with the uh, Bearcats, and so I just mm-hmm. I just liked watching him play. I think he's mediocre at best, to be quite truthful. Um, but you never know. Like you, there are there's there's always those QBs that you're sure they're gonna do great, and they're in a mediocre <coughs> Baker Mayfield. <coughs> um, and then there's those you know quarterbacks that seem like ah oh, there's no chance, and then they're being great. You know, so
0: yeah, I don't know. Yeah it'd be interesting. He he could have, you know, and Sam Howell goes later in this in the second round here. Um I could see Sam Howell being like a Jalen Hurts-esque pick. He has the same rushing upside, decent passing profile as well. Mm. So I I would definitely be taking Sam Howell in rookie drafts if he went in the second. But let's go. Pick 35, Sky Moore to the Jets. Great. Yep. Pick 36, George Pickens to the Giants. Mm. Okay, interesting. Um I don't know that like they that's an interesting one. Their wide receiver room is like full of guys that are like okay to like good, but nobody great. So maybe they're like the upside pick there. Yeah. Uh and then immediately the Jets take Jahan Dotson, which is kind of silly, two wide receivers back to back there after they took two corners back to back in the first <laughs> round of this draft. Uh we continue uh I, I we didn't talk about Jahan Dotson. I don't love Jahan Dotson, but I I think I had a decent tweet about Jahan Dotson today. And this, this is in general just something that I think that needs to be reiterated often. So somebody asked, they said, hey, you have two wide receiver prospects really close in your ranks, but one of them gets second round DC to a bad team, and the other one gets third round or fourth round DC to a great team. And my response to this is, you could take my wide receiver seven, but if they get drafted in the second round, and a guy I like more, like say David Bell falls to the fourth round and Jahan Dotson goes in the second round. I'm going to take Jahan Dotson before David Bell every single time. Because
1: of the draft capital. So pretty much draft capital is kind of the well, – and you. this is what you said last time, right? The NFL are the ultimate film graders.
0: It's the ultimate film graders. Yes, exactly. So exactly, there it is. Yep uh pick 40 kenny pickett to the seattle seahawks uh
1: i am okay i don't
0: know that i like that that much why because he has, i guess
1: well you know maybe this works to pete's advantage he he gets a qb that has small hands and may not be able to handle the balls (laughs) we just got to give it to the running back (laughs) (laughs) that's just it all
0: right last 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 pick uh we went to 45 picks Last pick that's fantasy relevant is Sam Howell to the Atlanta Falcons uh, at pick 43 in the second round. I would definitely have some Sam Howell, uh, especially if he got a discount in rookie drafts. Oh, 100%. Because um, he would profile as a very, very good second-round quarterback. Uh, generally, like if you're not a first-round quarterback, you're almost nearly always a bust. But Sam Howell would profile as a very good second-round quarterback. Uh, quarterback isn't the
1: the hit rate oh god i'm this is off the top of my head from like last week but i think the hit rate for second round quarterbacks is like 14 percent so like not great but also like not terrible. um yeah
0: i mean i just going off like his profile it's just like he has a good profile it's kind of like a, an a a Nellie ticks on Twitter um had a great bit on jalen hurts the jalen hurts was one of the best second round quarterbacks we'd seen in a very long time right he everything about his profile suggested he should actually have been a first round pick um sam howell's not on that level but he's still a very good quarterback with the metrics that we care Mm. about so while he's not on that level i do think that if he goes in the second round I would still be slightly interested, especially because he'd be so much cheaper in rookie drafts. There's, there, are, but, there are NFL
1: teams out there, though, that are so hungry for a quarterback that he might even go in the first.
0: I can see it. And if he goes in the first, I'll definitely have some.
1: Oh, absolutely. I think that'll change my outlook on him quite a bit as well. I pretty much have stopped really trying to grade any of these QBs because I think draft capital is the ultimate decider and i admittedly cannot grade qbs i i can kind of grade running backs a little bit i can i can kind of grade wide receivers a little bit again like i said last time like i've gotten worse at it but mm, definitely i've never proclaimed to be like oh that's that's a great sign of a qb like i don't know the technique enough and again like you said you know nfl ultimate film graders so
0: yep yeah uh i wanted to throw out someone recently told me just before we end here someone recently told me about maybe one of the like funny slash silliest teams of last year i don't know that i've told you about this but this is a great note to end on one of the funniest slash silliest teams of last year in college uh they did not pop on my radar um i would have totally missed these guys someone told me about them but the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers, <laughs> um, Bailey Zappy, put up a casual 5,967 yards with 62 touchdowns and 11 interceptions last what? year. What?! His leading wide receiver had 1,900 yards (laughs) and 17 touchdowns, (laughs) and his second wide receiver had 1,400 1400 yards and 14 touchdowns. Uh, Shout out, I believe it was A. Patel told me about this. This cracked me up when I saw it. I was absolutely dying reading all of this. Um, one of the silliest teams I've ever seen, the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers, putting up that casual 62 touchdown, nearly 6,000-yard season. Um, absolutely fantastic. And if there's not a better way to end a podcast than talking about that, I don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this guys he's projected going to go the, in the fifth, so yep. he's going to go to an NFL team. Yeah. <laughs>
0: it's amazing <laughs> absolutely fantastic i i even like looked into it i was like who are these people the the quarterback and wide receiver leading wide receiver actually played at the houston baptist huskies last year and they both transferred at the exact same time to the western kentucky hilltoppers to dominate conference usa oh
1: my gosh <laughs>
0: Well. <Wow. laughs> There's nothing more to say than that. Um, I can give give me let's let's end. Give me your hottest NFL uh, draft hot take for an offensive player.
1: Uh, I think Jamison Williams is going to be the first wide receiver off the board. I know that's not that hot of a take, but
0: talk to me. Yeah, hot
1: to you? <laughs> yes.
0: Uh, my take is tight end one is going to go between i think tight end one is probably going to go to the cincinnati bengals in the mid-second i think it's going to be trey mcbride going cincinnati currently has about pick 63 i believe i think they'll probably trade up to take trey mcbride if they don't do it then the uh, the indianapolis colts is probably going to take Trey mcbride that's my prediction for tight end one
1: that's that's a little bit higher than i've seen other people but i like that i like that a lot actually for them so
0: yeah it'd be great for the colts it's a it's a good move for them so but i can it's been fantastic talking to you we always go over we we know we always go over we're incapable of sticking to a schedule on these but once we get talking we just go 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 i love talking to you i love talking about the nfl i lo- it's nfl draft season man it's the best time of the year.
1: it is the best time of the year i mean outside of christmas this is the best time of the year 100 percent. but all right boots where, where can we find you at
0: you can find you can find me at Boots Fantasy, and I'm also in the Discord, which will be linked in the description of this episode. All
1: right, and you can find me on Twitter at Dr Trashdad. That's D R Dad on Twitter, and also in the Discord, where I will be continuing to post pictures of my house and stuff. So, if you're into that, um, oh, I didn't mention this before, but I got a spot as a writer on a home improvement website. So. I'll I'll, I'll be drink I'll be linking some articles later. But anyway, thanks again for joining me, Boots.
0: Yep, thanks for having me. And we'll
1: see you all next time.